first and now the official BC Lions podcast. Pleasure to be back with you on your favorite podcast platform. Matt Baker, Nick Kowalski, uh, remote today, uh, looking to get back inside the GoGoat Sports Studios, perhaps next week. Always love doing it at the Wall Center. Uh, home of our friends Sakaris and Price, of course, among other podcasts. And Nick, I think we're... I think we're dubbing this the BC Storm Edition. Uh, you're a Manitoba guy. Uh, what do you make of this snowstorm we're having outside? I yeah, know the audio normal. doesn't do it justice, I know. but <laughs> Feels odd, some snow effects in. But um, it, it feels more normal to me, I guess. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm hearing in the mainland this is not too common. To, at least it looks a little windy too, so that's that might be a little unideal. I know I brought this up before, but... When we were in Winnipeg for that playoff game, the fact that there was zero wind made that weather totally tolerable. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it was colder for the game we went to in Edmonton three weeks previous to that, I think. At moments, yeah, I agree. I mean, that was a later, that was like an eight o'clock kickoff, essentially. Maybe that contributed to it. It gets, it gets dark, it gets colder and it gets darker, but. But yeah, I, I was overdressed for the Western final, um, was out and about a bit today, um, doing some errands and working remotely because it's nice to have that option again, now that there's no football happening. And I, it just kind of hit me a couple hours ago, recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. So I'm in Burnaby, the snow looks like it's sticking, but yeah, like what I'm getting at with that is, is uh, you're a prairie guy through and through. You moved here not only to work for the BC Lions, but also to get away from the winter, right? But yes. you must just chuckle <laughs> when you see, like, everyone's making contingency plans. Do we drive? Are they going to close schools? That's always a big thing. It's always total chaos, young Nick. Well, we, we were talking uh, around the office today, and some junior football practices are getting canceled because of the snow. And uh, yeah, and um, I was talking with the guy who works, or he's from Ontario, who lives in, who's in our office right now, and he he was laughing at this too that the the practice would get canceled because of a a, a little snowstorm. It, it is pretty, it's blur, it's kind of a blizzard like conditions, but I mean that's that's kind of normal for Canada, no? Yeah, you'd think. Um, you know, the West Coast winter is. You always think rain, wind. I mean, from a practice perspective for our team this year really maybe one or two days where it was really wet out and you kind of had to bring a change of clothes and go dry out for half an hour after yeah. but really even that last practice week leading into Winnipeg um it was nice I know the week before we were preparing for Calgary and, and inside on a couple of the cooler days but yeah, it's yeah. You'll you're you're a full time British Columbian now. You're going to get a chuckle out of this. Usually, this is once or twice a year only, couple days a year. Although uh, they're calling for some hectic times. I think I set up. I think I read up up about twenty five centimeters. So um, yeah, those listening, stay safe out there and keep two hands on the wheel if you're driving, listening to this podcast. But it is kind of true, Canadiana, right? You said yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, it feels, it feels normal to me. I mean, in getting back to our games this season, I feel like we kind of lucked out a bit with the weather. Like, we really had mm -hmm. the one weather condition that sticks out to me was the first Calgary game, the 41-40 game that we talk endlessly about. But it was almost too hot for that game. But other than that, we didn't really get any rain. I mean, like Winnipeg and Edmonton, they were, they were, there was cold, but it was also November, so that's expected. But I thought overall we we were really lucky. We didn't have any rain. Actually, it rained indoors pregame at BC Place one time. 
Can't remember that what was, was. Uh, Hamilton. S- Hamilton or Saskatchewan at the end of summer. Yeah, one of those, one of those two. two. But maybe Hamilton. That, no, no, Hamilton. We got. No, no. Remember Hamilton? It was hot out, but the roof broke. Oh, the yes. roof was closed, yeah. but it was because it was supposed to be open. So that, I think that was end of August against Hamilton. Where <laughs> it's funny, yeah. Head coach Rick Campbell, head coach, walks over to me and says, "I'm not complaining, but that just looks weird." And it's like, yeah, like. That's the luxury of having of, rain, yeah. of having a dome or in this case a retractable roof stadium. Uh it's the best of both worlds. Summertime it's no place I'd rather be in the CFL. Open air and uh, the holes open and then as we saw in the playoffs, you close it, gets loud, dome field advantage. But um it's definitely part of it. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that first game in Calgary and we're going to talk to Lions receiver Alexander Hollins here in a couple of minutes. Nice little story that emerged from this season as we continue our off-season podcast adventures, planning to still do this every week. But that game in Calgary, remember it actually rained as the bus was pulling up to McMahon Stadium, and you kind of looked at me like, I didn't pack any rain gear for the camera. And I'm like, Nick, don't worry. This is what Calgary's like. It'll rain for 20 minutes, then it'll be summer again. And that was probably the hottest game environment we were ever in. Remember, that was an earlier kickoff. Five yeah. o'clock locally, I think, in Calgary, both times we went. Um, that was an adventure, that's for sure. Surely, yeah, that was in a nutshell what that whole night was like all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember that actually with the rain pregame, too. It was right when we pulled up to the stadium, which would be about three, four hours before kickoff. So, um, I, I, I do remember you telling you that, too. I always have like plastic bags, or you can always just find a plastic bag around a stadium, but in terms of actual gear, yeah, I didn't think to bring and then. The game kicks off and you're suddenly worried about, and from my perspective, your camera overheating. That's actually something that will happen if it's that auto. So that was that. That's why that game comes out comes to memory. And then I think in Ottawa we got like a quarter of like spitting rain. So like for yeah. the whole season, I'll take it. Yeah, we had a we had a rainy game in Ottawa as well in 2021 last season. I remember funny. It's funny, we, it's amazing what a snowstorm does. We start talking about football weather experiences, but we love it. Not, not, not much football news to talk about, so we'll do this for a few minutes. But 2021, it was the same point in the season, week three, week four, something like that. The team went to Ottawa, and we got drenched in the second half. Won the game. Um, Mike Riley and Brian Burnham were dynamite against uh, the Red Blacks and proved it two and two, I think. And it's funny, you know the credentials we have are... are CFL tier passes and our team passes. Yeah. I think it was Kelly, Kelly Bates and Brent Frid both came to me when we got home a couple days, a couple days after we got home says, uh, Matt, can you make me a, can you make us a new pass? Like just the rain just completely damaged their credentials. I don't know if that speaks to the rain or the condition of those laminated passes. One of the two, but <laughs> That's what I remember most about one rainy game in Ottawa in 2021. I think about that Jordan Williams interception off Matt Nichols and there's like a slow-mo shot of him holding the football up in the air and it's just, yeah, pouring rain. Yeah. That, that's what I think of when I think of that game last or 2021 season. Yeah, credit to our guy, Stephen Chang. He got some pretty cool photos that night. Uh, and that was uh, certainly uh, an interesting memory from that season. And really six, seven years doing this job, or working for this team uh, in communications the last three and and still traveling before that, just doing web and social. Um, I want to say there was a game in Winnipeg in 2016 where 
the refs may have missed an Andrew Harris fumble in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you remember this game. It it, uh, it was like freezing rain for a portion of that one. That was probably one of the worst ones. That same year, the last game at Old Mosaic was pretty frigid. Had to layer up, wear gloves, get a team parka from the equipment guys. But really, 2016 Western Final in Calgary was warm. I didn't have to wear a coat until the second half. Uh, there was a warm spell coming in. And then really up until this year in Edmonton, maybe a little bit in Winnipeg. And I was still, I watched it. I rewatched again, massive snippets of the Western final just last night, just because I can't get away from it. I, 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 this is still really a lot of what I'm thinking about what could have been and watching that it looked colder watching it than it actually was. Yeah. I got those comments too. And I kind of had to debunk that, but Again, it was because of the wind factor. But the, the field looked – and the field was not frozen either. People were saying, like, the field looked cold, but it was not frozen. Yeah, and, uh, you know, watching some of the replays, like Dustin Nielsen, Glenn Suter, both great guys. We had Dustin on a recent episode, you know, talking about Nathan Rourke's footing and stuff. Uh, you know, other than coming off the injury, I'm not sure the field conditions really – played a role. Couple misfires, couple receivers dropping balls that should have been caught. That's that's just human error, not field conditions. But anyway, it was a fun ride and hey, uh hopefully we're in Hamilton in a little yet less than a year from now. It'll certainly be windy like yeah. it was in 2021. Uh, you and I were both there and we're hoping to be there in a more official working capacity. This time around, uh, speaking of that Western final of uh, the man who scored the Lions last touchdown of that game to keep it interesting late, Alexander Hollins talk about getting a cup of coffee this season, how much he enjoyed it. He's a former Minnesota Viking. Would love to hear some stories about playing with uh, Kirk Cousins and, and that great organization. We'll speak with Alexander Hollins coming up momentarily on First and Now, the official BC Lions podcast. And we have blast off. Uh, Alexander Hollins uh, has joined us from his home in Yazoo City, Mississippi. I'm saying that right, sir? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, first time appearance on First and Now. Uh, we've enjoyed talking to you at various points this season. And um, I guess we'll kind of start there. Um, I mean, you. I think you took off pretty much a few days after the season ended, uh, What's it like now? Uh, are you full on into training? Is it still kind of decompressing after a long grind? Uh, what's the day to day like at this present moment, Alexander? Uh, no, nah, the season just ended not too long ago. So right now I'm just resting the body. I'm just resting the body, just doing like little stretching and mobility and stuff. Like I'm not doing no weightlifting yet or no or no nothing on the field right now. So I'm just giving my body like a physical break from everything because you know it's a long season. It's a long season, so you know. Give myself some time, and probably, like, right after Christmas, I'm going to get it back jumping. Um, let's, um, we, we learned a little bit about you while we were making small talk. Um, you're a pretty good bowler. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm all right bowling. I'm a pretty decent bowler. Are you, what, uh, what's your highest score? My highest score I bowled was a, uh, was a 201. That was my highest score. And we're talking ten pin, obviously. Yeah, ten pin. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you're giving us content ideas too. Are uh, you thinking about getting a friendly uh, 
game going maybe with your fellow receivers or perhaps the DBs. We saw the DBs were bowling at one point this year. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to set that up, you know. Once um we get back, you know, preseason stuff over, we gotta set up some time a time in the day to go bowling and see who's the best. There you go. Um, that, sounds, that sounds like a good Kamloops activity. When yeah, Kamloops too, yeah. Camp. And you know we got a competitive receiver group, so nobody gonna wanna lose. Yeah, it seems like you guys are always trying to outdo each other. So maybe we'll maybe we'll set the wheels in motion, get a bracket going once the roster is finalized. I think we could be on to something here, yeah. Alex. Um, yeah, we could do that. As <laughs> as far as football goes, uh, you get into four games, both playoff games. Um, you had a big touchdown against Calgary. I had one uh, out in the cold in Winnipeg. Uh, overall, how would you assess your first full season as a Lion? Um, man, you know, we've just been patient and waiting for the opportunity. Obviously, you know, uh, we had, we got, a, we had a great group of guys, you know what I'm saying? Man, we had a great group. And so, you know, obviously with injuries, you know, when one guy goes down, the next man, the next man up, you know, that's the standard, you know, it's always going to remain the same, you know, when we had the first guy go down, Josh came up, he did his thing and Josh went down. Then I came up and stepped in. So, I mean, the standard high for that group, so no matter who's in, just got to make a play. And Yeah, you waited 18 weeks to get that opportunity to crack into the lineup, and you made the most of it, too. You score in your first game. You had another, like, 65-yard catch that was unfortunately called back. Um, just mm-hmm. what, what do you remember from that first CFL game that uh, that you really, really balled out in? Oh, man. It was fun. You know, I actually hate that that play got called back because that, that would have been big. That would have been big for us. But, um, you know, that was my first professional ever um, touchdown, you know. And you know, I, I, I dedicated that one to my mama, you know. Now, a lot of guys probably don't know. I lost my mama uh, to heart failure when I was in seventh grade. So um, she actually died on my first football game in middle school. And um, I still played that game. And I scored the game with a touchdown. So. I told myself whenever I had the opportunity to score my first professional touchdown, whatever it's NFL, CFL, whatever, it was going to be dedicated to her. So that's why, uh, you know, you guys got some, some good shots today. When I scored, I just pointed to the sky. You know, that was for her. So uh, that was going to be – that's one for the definitely remember, the first one, the first mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did her proud with, with your play this season. And the, the touchdowns in the playoffs too, like the first one you – the one against Calgary that yeah. that opens the game. That's the first touchdown of the game. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a double move, I believe, that you, you ran on that one. And I think I believe I saw that play in practice earlier with, with you and Nathan connecting on that. Is that something like Nathan's a special quarterback? But you guys working together, um, maybe not all season too, just not being with the ones all season, but stepping into that role and working with Nathan, um, you guys found a good chemistry when uh, you hit the field. Uh yeah yeah we actually did rep that um rep that play in practice and we completed that as well and you know uh you know when we get to run routes on air that's our time for the get that connection with each other and that time with each other so um you know just practicing all you with those guys and I think it helped a lot you know going into the game so it was just like practice you know they caught a play and you know I ran a good route and I, and I executed. One thing I always like asking guys about on this team is is their touchdown celebrations because I, I for my money we have the best in the league. Um, but you, you you and Dean Rhymes had a pretty good dance. What's the, what's the context of that that dance you guys had? 
Man, oh man, I forgot the name of that dance. I forgot the name of that dance. I, I forgot the name of that dance. But it was recommended by someone though. So uh, she told me to do it, Pasco. So I told her I was like I was gonna do it. I was gonna do. It. I forgot the name of that dance. I'm gonna have to get it back with you on that. The name of that dance. I forgot the name of it. Ah. I hate we'll, I can't remember. <laughs> we'll, we'll be seeing some more next season, and you guys can get yeah. them all. You're going to see a lot more dances. Yeah. What, what, what were your thoughts about Kamloops? I imagine it was one of your first times coming up to Canada. Was it your first time ever being in Canada this season? Yeah, first time ever. First time ever being in Canada. Uh, you know, I always wanted to visit Canada, so I got I had the opportunity to kill two birds and one stone, you know. And so um, my first time in Kamloops, it was cold. And I was like, oh, man, it's cold out here. But uh, it was nice, though, because, uh, you know, we get to practice and see, like, the mountains and everything. You know, me being a country boy from Mississippi, uh, we don't see no mountains. We just don't see trees and flatland. You're going to see some deers, some squirrels and rabbits hopping across the road and stuff like that, and dirt roads. Yeah, so you're not going to see no mountains. So that was, like, that was, like, different for me to see. So every day, just walking from the, um, the dorms and up into practice, I was like, wow, that's nice, you know. So but it was cool, though. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it was Deron Carter in 2019 I was talking to. I, he just arrived, introduced myself, and I said, welcome. I said, how was, how was the trip? And he was just memorized. He's like, I've never in my life, I guess he flew in from Florida and then rented a car and drove to Kamloops. Mm-hmm. He said, I've never seen like a waterfall like that coming down from a mountain right off the highway before. Like, you know, as I'm a guy who grew up in, in this area, in greater Vancouver. We take all that for granted. It must definitely be uh, special for, for a lot of you guys who come from different backgrounds. And yeah, we're we're only, what, six months away from being back there. I certainly can't wait. Love the Kamloops yeah. heat. Love the people. Love the scenery. Um, yeah. Before you made it to Kamloops the first time, before you were signed with the Lions... Uh, kind of go down a little bit of memory lane here. You you transfer Alex to Eastern Illinois for your final year of college. Uh, I have to ask. He was gone for a couple of years, but do you ever have any interaction with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, no, nah, I don't. Uh, no, nah, I don't. I met him once though, when we played against him um, my rookie year. We played against the Forty Nineers. Would have been in, in the uh, sec- in, in the second round playoffs in the divisional the game. Round. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's when I that's when I met him. I'm like, yo, Jimmy, um, it's Alex Hollins. I'm from East Illinois. He like, oh no, no way. He like, it's not too many of us here. And I was like, yeah. And he was just, uh, and that was it. You know, I got the chance to meet him. So it was cool. That's great. I mean, but, like, uh, he was gonna say, like, how much pride do you take? You know, as a guy who's from a smaller school, and now you're seeing more quarterbacks like him who come from smaller schools. Guys like Josh Allen. Um, I mean, how much pride do you take in in your path? Uh, I take a lot of pride in my path. You know, I always been undersized, and people were just saying like he's too little and stuff like that. And you know, but I always make the best of all my opportunities, which I always done, and just try to make them eat their words or what they used to say. You know. Yep, and um. That year in Minnesota, I think you got into four or five games and you would have spent a lot of time uh, learning from guys like Adam Thielen, right? Just, just yeah, to name Adam a few. Thielen. And uh, Kirk Cousins, yeah. what were those guys like? Well, Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, that were those those guys were some great receivers. I learned a lot from them. And um, 
Kirk Cousins, he's a good quarterback. And, uh, he real down to earth. He's easy to get along with, easy to communicate with. Um, he's a people's person. So, like, when I was in Minnesota, everyone loved him. He wasn't wearing no chains back then, though, hey? Nah, he wasn't wearing the chains back then. So, now nah, <laughs> he, on the, he on the plane wearing the chains. He like this turning up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw it on social media. One thing I like asking our guys about, too, is I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but would you and Marcus Sales, would you guys have crossed over in Minnesota? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, we was yeah. there. To, we was there. To, we was there together for for some time. That's how I knew him when I got the um, I got the camp in Kamloops. So you guys are pretty familiar going against each other on one on ones and all that, right? With being on the practice yeah. roster at times. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we were. We went against each other a few times, and um, and Manny as well. I was in Cleveland with Manny. Oh no way! Yeah. So what's that? What? Does that help you when you come to a new, like a, a new country, even a new league, and knowing like that one, two players that you've played as been as teammates? Does that help you? Like, does that help uh, develop an early connection right off the bat? Oh, it helps. It helps because it helps you. Uh, you know, you want to get to know people and learn people, and you want them to get to know you as well. But you know somebody where you where you going to, you don't you don't know where you like going somewhere, and you know you don't know a lot of people, but you know someone there. Like that's actually good. And, um, but it's crazy because me and Luck, we trained together like twice. And me and um, Hatch, we have the same trainer. So, like, football is a small world. And me, Josh Pearson, and Terry, we all played against each other in the OVC conference. No wow. way. Yeah, yeah. And, and then me and Terry also played against each other in JUCO. So, I went to Kapai Lincoln Community College, and um, Terry went to uh, Itawama Community College. So, we played against each other. And those guys yeah, so. you just mentioned, Terry, Josh, I like just being around the team all year. Like you guys have a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of smiling, a lot of dancing. Like just talk about the bonds that you formed with uh, some of those in the receiver in the receiver room this year. Uh, so uh, I kind of already knew of um Terry and Josh already. So you know, uh, being from Mississippi, I think uh Terry hometown probably like forty minutes from mine, so it's it's not far at all. And um, so. Though Mississippi ties, so that's how we connected so well. And then me and Josh, you know, everybody always seen me and Josh together. And uh, you know, that was my roommate this season. And um, yeah, I think we bonded the most through singing. Like we always singing songs. So <laughs> no matter where we were, we were gonna sing a song. No matter who was around or what time it was, we were gonna sing a song. We know. <laughs> hey, so what are what are the chances we get a an old Canada duet with Josh and yourself next year? What do you, what do you think? That can happen. That can happen. But um, I don't think we would have been able to done it this year together. We probably we probably would have been laughing too much together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say uh, he was pretty good. He was nervous going in. Yeah, he yeah he did look real nervous, but he did it. He got he got it done. He did real good. But now, nah. when you found out that he was doing it, were you on the side of go ahead, like you got this, or were you like be careful because it could it could it could go bad? Nah, Josh not no shy dude, so I knew that he would be fine. I knew he was gonna be a little nervous, but once he started singing, he was just oh well, I gotta do it now. So I knew he was gonna do fine though. Love it. Um, kind of bring this full circle, um, Alex, uh, back in, in Mississippi, getting your body, getting your mind right. Um, great season. We come up short of the ultimate prize, but how much does that fuel you going forward to come back and finish the job? Uh, 
man, that feels that feels me and that feels a lot of guys a lot because you know we see how close that we really were, and you know we seen like how special this year was, and you just want to add more to that, and uh, all the good things that we done this year, you just want to add on to that next year, carrying that good energy, you know, positive vibes into the next season, you know, to train the camp, so it's gonna be another great year. Um, if we don't catch you training in the gym on the gridiron or in the bowling alley, uh, what are you doing? What are some of your other fun hobbies, singing, dancing, but besides all that? Uh, you hear a lot of noise because it's raining. It's like a down, I was going to say, you're like in a, you're in a hurricane there. Are you all right? Nah, nah. <laughs> it just raining real hard. <laughs> but, uh, besides singing and bowling a little bit, I love going for walks. Can you guys hear me pretty good? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I love going for walks. You know, uh, I stayed downtown, like a few minute, uh, like a uh, three minute, four minute walk from the stadium. So I used to always go walking through the parks on the sunny days. So I love it. And Vancouver is beautiful. You know, it's a it's a, it's a great thing to see. You know, and, uh, so like I love nature. So you no, know, uh, I just love going for walks, listening to music, and like that was my thing. And having like a little wine every now and then. So uh, a lot of guys that that knew that knew that knew me. Especially receivers, they know I love my wine. So like wine, music, and going for walks, that was my thing. What's uh, what's your what's your wine of choice? Red, white? What do you? Little Merlot? Little? Uh, what do you like? I like I like red. I like red. Um, I had some white wine once before. It was pretty good. I went to Cancun, but I prefer <laughs> red. Uh, I really don't have a favorite. I just don't. I just I just I don't mind trying any kind of red. Really, I prefer dry though. Dry yeah. wine, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, Nick. I imagine you walk the seawall a lot, but did you get up to any like hikes outside of the mainland, like any like gross grind or anything like that? Nah, no, no hikes. I wanted to go to. I wanted to go on uh, multiple hikes, but what stopped me was I always see a video on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, or a wild animal attacking someone. I'm like, nope, not today. I, ch- I changed my mind. <laughs> Yeah, you got you got to go I, in groups and do it with bear spray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was asking some of the teammates, some of the guy, and like you should go in groups. It's, hiking is pretty fun. So I didn't do that that year. So I got to do it next year when we get back. But that always changed my mind when I when I saw those videos of like a bear or something or a wild animal <laughs> coming out on someone, and I'm like, nah, I pass. I stick to walking through the parks or maybe going to the beach or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you can head to Grouse or the Chief and Squamish. Uh, there would be a small chance you might see some wildlife, yeah. but for the most part, you're okay. Yeah. I heard North Van was a good place to go hiking. Oh, yeah. Capilano. Yeah, yeah go with uh, JB. James Butler was a big fan of uh, a lot of those sites. Maybe he can show you around. Yeah, I saw him. I saw his Instagram story. He went hiking a couple, a couple of times. It was a nice view. It was dope. Well, the beaches too, right? I think I think you went to a bunch of beaches this season, right? In Vancouver. Yeah, we went to, we went to Kits a few times. Me and some of the guys. Kits is a spot a, for a you. Big group, a big a big group of us, huh? Kits is Kits is a spot for you. Top spot. Yeah, it was a, it was a good spot. We went, we went out there probably like four times in the, in the year. Yeah, when it was when it was warm and sunny out. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I, it, was I always... nice little, it was a nice little spot, and you know, they had like a restaurant on the beach. And me and Josh went there probably like two or three times, so we like that little spot right there. I always tell Matt and the guys here that we gotta like compile all these answers about talking about the the nature and the the, the weather and the beaches here, and just use that as a recruiting campaign for anybody that wants to come play uh play football for the Lions. It's, it, you really yeah. got it good here in Vancouver. 
Yeah, Kitts Beach, definitely. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good things to see there, definitely. Very yeah. good. Yeah, a lot of good. We was actually, <laughs> hey, we was actually, we was actually out there uh, hooping one time. Who's that? Sorry, just just, just me and Josh. We was actually um, hooped out there one time. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was throwing Josh uh, alley hoops from everywhere. Wow, <laughs> see, we gotta see more video, more content ideas. We're we're yeah, was, this. Instagram story. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we're glad we were able to track you down. Now, listen, uh, Alex, this was a this was a lot of fun. Um, glad we got you on and. I'm glad that you're safe and you're staying dry. Get inside the house and yeah, I'm trying and, to. <laughs> and we'll be uh, sure to to be in contact uh, more before training camp. Oh yeah, okay, cool, cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Appreciate you. Yeah, Thank hopefully you. you're not trapped in that car. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not. I'm I'm about to get ready to um, go go to my cousin's house and play the game. <laughs> awesome. Special thanks to Alexander Hollins. And again, Nick, one of those guys, early days in 2022 training camp. You know, this guy can play. This guy's got talent, but it's just a matter of how he's going to get on to the roster. Unfortunately, it became it came at the expense of Lucky Whitehead mainly, but we know Brian Burnham was battling injuries. And um, who knows what happens with the likes uh, of Brian Burnham, really the only American free agent in that receiving core. And, who knows what he decides personally, uh, perhaps we'll know real soon, but the Lions at least can look to the future with some of these exciting pieces. Yeah, and it's always a big kudos to a guy who sticks it out pretty much the entire season on the practice roster and waits for his chance and works every day to, to deserve his chance. And he, he ult- Hollins ultimately gets his chance and really came up clutch in the playoff games. Um, and yeah, really, again, like you said, stood out from the get and... Um, earned every opportunity that he got this season. Yep. And uh, we look forward to seeing him build on that veterans reporting to Kamloops. Start counting the days, young Nick, May the 13th, uh, Thompson rivers, university hillside stadium, the tournament capital, our second home. And really uh, we wanted to branch out a little bit and talk about uh, the spots we visit next May in Kamloops. It's going to be, to use a term from the kids that would use, it's going to be bumping, Nick. Oh, yeah. Um, Memorial Cup games kick off, I believe, May 26th. I believe that would be the weekend we're out of there for a road preseason game. But we will be back uh, for a portion of the tournament. We saw the Kamloops Blazers uh, play Seattle in game one of the conference final last year. One of our first Saturdays up there, uh, Rick Lollisher and uh, his lovely wife Joan took us. That's going to be a party. I don't know if you ever experienced a Memorial Cup. I went to one game in Vancouver when uh, the Giants hosted and won it back in 2007. But it's going to be a little uh, extra party atmosphere up there. I'm looking forward to being part of that environment. Oh, me too. Definitely want to get out to a game. I, I've been nowhere near a Memorial Cup game before. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, and it's it's nice that it's going to overlap with with our schedule too. Um, like you said, we I, I did look at that and think, okay, we're on their own when the tournament kicks off, but we'll be back for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of regulation play. So yeah, look, looking forward to that. And I'm, I, I, let's pencil it in. We're going to a game. Yeah. You, me, Steven and Liam. Let's, uh, Let's look at some. Let's look at four tickets to any rand. It doesn't have to be. Might be easier to secure tickets to a non-Camloops game. Anything, but, yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll put some feelers out there. We'll we'll experience that. We'll add that to the list. Hey, we saw <laughs> we saw Major League Baseball postseason. 
game this year, Mariners beating Toronto in game one. Uh, we saw a good chunk of it anyway. Showed up there in the third inning. And and I was so glad you were persistent in wanting to do that. Um, you know, one of the one of the non-football highlights for me was was getting a chance to do that. And um, you know, we kind of branch out. I mean, how fun a year was this for you, Nick? You know, experiencing every major Canadian city and and getting uh, to take in some sights. That's one of the great perks of this job. Yeah, that 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 was fantastic this season. I really hadn't experienced the Alberta cities um, really traveling at all, so that that was really cool. Those places stood out for sure. Um, again, we could and the the fact that you can go to pro sports games when other other teams pro sports games when you're out on the road and have some downtime. I think that's such a cool facet of the job. And we almost went to an Oilers game too. That that lined up well with our schedule, but we didn't pull the trigger on that one. I, I was gung ho about pulling the trigger on that one too, but there will be another opportunity, I'm sure. But yeah, getting to a playoff baseball game, and we didn't make it for the first inning, which it was impossible to do so just based on our flight. But the fact that we got to go to one was really, really cool, in my opinion. Yeah, scratch that off the list. And, uh, you know, we've both seen Grey Cups. I've been to a couple Super Bowls. I've been to the Stanley Cup final in 2011. And um, yeah, that was very special. And just um, you get to go experience these cities. You know, these are work trips, believe it or not. I mean, based on our Instagram stories, based on what we're talking about uh, in the Monday morning meeting when we're recapping uh, what we got up to, um, it's just a cool vibe to soak in some of the cool places where other CFL fans frequent. I mean, we were just in Regina for the Grey Cup. I, I, I'm craving Leopold's. I want to go back to Leopold's. Uh, you and I did that on the Friday night. I went back with a couple of uh, our co-workers uh, game day morning for brunch. Glad I did that. Just those vibes. I mean, um, some hidden gems on this CFL circuit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Leopold Stout Tavern is a staple across the prairies right now. Uh, they're all so I under so now. I understand. Yeah, yeah, they got to get out to BC sooner or later. But um, yeah, as far as just it's really you have the evening off, right? In most cases, on the road trip, so you're spending an evening in a new city, and then other than that, then it's then it's a work trip essentially because you you fly in, and then next thing you know, it's game day, and you have to go to the stadium early and um, everything that comes with it, but. Yeah, experiencing the road cities is good, and we've talked about how the weather was pretty, pretty dang good for all, all, um, all seven cities we went to this season. And yeah, I, I'm excited to get to Hamilton. And we're go- ideally we'll go to Hamilton during the regular season as well, but let's make it two trips to Hamilton next season. I would think so. I, I would think they wouldn't uh, do that twice in a row. Uh, we didn't make it to Hamilton. Montreal didn't make it here, and. I guess if you do the math, if you stick with that template, there's one Eastern city we wouldn't go to. I'm praying like hell. Montreal's not the odd place out. Montreal is my favorite spot um, other than Vancouver in Canada and and in this league. Um, Just something cool about being out there. Uh, We usually hit up Crescent Street, um, the Cigar Bar, Stogies, shameless plug there. See, Moj is uh, influencing us badly there i know you enjoyed stogies um and the cool thing with me with montreal is we went to some other place winston churchill's just kind of around the corner from stogies and it's like a nightclub setup so get there at 11 o'clock at night and it's dead i'm thinking okay that's typical i guess this is a thursday night you know maybe 
But what always strikes me about people in Eastern Canada, specifically Montreal, they go out late, like 12, 1230 at night, that place was hopping. And it's just, just a very cool vibe hanging out in Montreal. We always go in August, September. So the weather's still great. Get a little smoked meat. I know uh, we experience that. It's a staple. Montreal's the best for me. So, yeah. In terms of like the actual football, I, I really like their stadium's backdrop. I say uh, that's the best in the CFL. I do like. I, I'm a big Toronto guy, so I really enjoyed uh, all all the festivities we got to do in Toronto, or whether it was a baseball game or a restaurant and going for a walk in the morning or along, along the harbor. So that was a lot of fun. But, and then you got, you got the, you got the Winnipeg's and the Regina's that are just, you, you get there and there's people wearing green and people wearing blue mm-hmm. wherever you look. Right. So you just feel like you're in a football town and that atmosphere is always good. So each city really has its pros, but yeah, th- those ones stand out to me. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Winnipeg too, because they're <laughs> be honest, like not a lot to do there. Um, I mean, downtown on a weeknight, not much going on, although there is that cool little market by the hockey arena that we, we went to, um, got to cross people, the street first. They've got to go under the over, <laughs> under the, the, the ground, the, the underground skywalks or whatever they are above ground, whatever it is, I guess it doesn't really make sense, but the people in Winnipeg are fantastic and, uh, might not be the nicest city in Canada and that's just not sugarcoating it, but I, the people are fantastic. As far as football goes, it is so good. I just earlier talked about re-watching snippets of our uh, heartbreaking loss in the Western Final, and you can feel the Bombers fans' passion through the screen. You know, we're kind of there, we're in it, we're in the moment. Maybe we're not thinking about it as much, as weird as that sounds, but I think TV kind of adds a different element to it. Um, I've never had a bad time in Winnipeg either, just because from a pure football standpoint... It's really, you can't beat it. Yeah. And we, we brought up in, in that Western final that the X factor very much could have been the crowd. And it, it, it definitely proved to be quite true with, with that last drive, not getting able, not being able to get plays in as quick as you would like. And then there was the odd time count penalty, the odd procedure. So um, not only are they loud and passionate, it actually has an impact on the game. So that's, that's what every, every CFL market definitely strives for. Yeah. And it's... Um... You know, you hear a lot about how it's a prairie-driven league and, you know, there's hope here, resurgence on the West Coast. Hopefully this Grey Cup for the Argos um, gives them a little shot in the arm. And um, Montreal has loud, passionate fans. Any prairie city. Ottawa, we forgot to mention Ottawa. I love going to Ottawa, hanging out in the Byward Market and walking past parliaments. Uh, I'm a bit of a history buff. Visited the War Museum one time. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's truly is a a special thing we get to experience and, and I'm intrigued for the schedule to come out just, uh, just to see where we're going and when. Yeah. That's another exciting off season project we got going on a schedule release. Stay tuned as they say. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of cool video content. Uh, one video you're, you're working on. I I just watched again. Uh, it's a bit of a tearjerker folks. So. That's all we can say right now. Yeah, uh, a lot of year in review. <laughs> a lot of year in review, and Arrow Up Season 2 will happen. Uh, we'll be at the CFL Combine. Speaking of Edmonton, hey, I didn't even look at the schedule. Maybe we can catch a hockey game at the end of March. Uh, perhaps we can give Jamie Cartmel uh, a call, uh, former communications director, and 
original first and now co-host. Um, Love it. Now doing uh, director of hockey communications with the Oilers. He he's Connor McDavid's bodyguard now officially. I think so. Um, always love the chance to catch up with him when we get to Edmonton. And we always love the chance uh, catching up with you, the listeners. Uh, thank you again uh, for tuning in. Uh, subscribe, rate, leave us a review. Uh, we'll get we'll branch out next week. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the NFL. Uh, Major League Baseball free agency uh, about to heat up. Uh, we do talk other sports on this podcast uh, at various points of the offseason. We'll, we'll branch out a bit next week when we're back inside the Go Goat Sports Studios. Nick, have a wonderful day. You too, man.